it's time for Rain and Shine, your weekly regional science update, where we explore how the planet works and how we work with the planet. This morning, I woke up to a Twitter notification that a blizzard warning had been issued for Los Angeles. Really? I blinked my eyes. Yes, really. And apparently, it's not the first time, it's the second. In addition to all those beaches on the west side, the eastern and northern edges of LA are rimmed with large mountains that do regularly receive snow. But still, a blizzard warning for all of LA County? Meanwhile, the predicted second massive snowfall for the western slope of the Rocky Mountains has yet to materialize, though based on the disappearance of the west elks outside my window and the rapidly increasing wind speed, something is coming. And a lot has already come. The Yampa, Gunnison, and San Miguel watersheds are all at or above 130% of normal snowpack. The South Platte and Upper Rio Grande are still dragging that La Nina influence at 90%, while the southeastern third of the state that includes the San Luis Valley, the Arkansas River Basin, is just at 70% of normal snowpack. We are fortunate when it comes to snow this year, especially as for much of the U.S., and particularly the East Coast, and Europe, yes, the rumors of no snow on the Alps are true, winter has been a record low or just plain no snowfall. I found an interesting map while also on the weather twittersphere that showed the earth from above coloring the northern hemisphere by snowfall in 2023 as compared to average. It was interesting to see in this map just how clearly you can tell where our region is. It stands out as the southernmost point having normal or above normal snowfall in the continental U.S. The lands to the east, to the west, and to the south sit very firmly and far below normal. Last week, I talked about microclimates and just how unique our region is. The fact that we have the protection of the Rocky Mountains and their ability to attract water is a macro influence that supports the intense variety and viability of our local microclimates. These microclimates then in turn support the viability of agriculture, fishing, rafting, healthy forests, and so many of the other characteristics that we love about this place. The more we can do to keep the water that does fall around and in local circulation through soils and vegetation, the more we will be able to protect ourselves against the extreme temperatures and drought that we are at risk for because of climate change. Thoughtful land use, restorative and regenerative land management, watershed restoration, wetland preservation and restoration, and soil health in grazing and agricultural lands are all exceptional tools to help us make the most of all of this now rapidly falling snow. You've been listening to Rain and Shine, a production of the Learning Council, produced by Corey Stanton and written and narrated by me, Calla Rose Ostrander. To submit your nature and science questions, email us at rainshineweekly at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page. And thanks for listening.